Do you ever find that a lack of confidence or low belief in yourself sometimes holds you back in, in life, maybe at work from maybe going for a new job or if you're going out dating, sometimes because you lack the belief in yourself, you don't ask certain people out. Or maybe in your relationship, there are things you want to discuss with your partner, but you don't feel confident enough to do it. If so, stay tuned, because in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about self-confidence and self-esteem. And if you want to find out more about improving your relationships, head over to therelationshipmaze.com, where we have lots of free resources and our online course to help you create a more fulfilling relationship. Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Tom Mackay. And I'm Angela Dukes. And today we're going to be talking about self-esteem and self-confidence. Yeah. And specifically we're looking about uh, to look we're looking at discussing low self-esteem and low self-confidence. Yeah, and, and what's the difference between when it's low and when it's high? Because I mean we all experience at times there are, are probably some things that maybe you want to do but you don't do because you don't think you'll be able to succeed in it. Um, and, you know, that could be at work, it could be in your relationships. Um, but there are times when, you know, sometimes we, we know that if we don't believe in ourselves, even going for an interview, you don't do your best in that interview. So finding ways to improve your confidence and self-esteem can be so important. And now, well, we're quite interested also in looking in, into the differences of what's the difference between self-esteem and confidence? Because often these kind of this terminology or these two terms are kind of used inter interchangeably, aren't they? But they're slightly different, aren't they? So what do we mean when we talk about self-esteem? Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the first things as well is there are lots of different definitions around on the internet and dictionaries. Mm. So it isn't that there is one definition, but we're defining how we're going to be talking about it here. Um, so first of all, in terms of self-esteem, self-esteem is sometimes defined as whether you appreciate and value yourself. And this esteem develops as a result of your life experiences and interactions. So often it's, it's to do with maybe sometimes a comparison with other people. So we learn that through our life experience. Yeah, because it has the term estimate in it. It's kind of how you estimate yourself in relation to other people, etc. Yeah, absolutely. And whereas self-confidence might be defined as a belief in yourself and your abilities. So it's a feeling of self-assurance. And this tends to arise from an appreciation of your own abilities and qualities. But actually, sometimes when I've run workshops in improving confidence, um, I, I actually just define confidence as a lack of doubt. Mm. Because I think one of the problems with a lot of things that we hear, whether it's on kind of motivational talks or presentations, mm. and we see people who seem to be really confident and they're the sort of people that jump up and down and kind of you know, get you mm. up and dancing. And we think to be confident, do you have to be like that? Do you have to be like this larger than life character? And mm. I think it's totally not like that. Yeah. Um, sometimes I've worked with people who have said, I, I don't think I've ever been confident in my life. Because I've asked them, like, tell me about something you've done that you feel confident doing. And they say, well, nothing. And so then I might say something like, well, you know, could you just go and open the door? And so they go and open the door and then come back and I say, well, you know, how did you do that? And it's like, well, what do you mean? Well, how did you open the door? Did you feel confident doing that? And it's, it's one of these things you don't think about. Every day you do things you're totally confident in. Mm. Whether it's just boiling a kettle, opening the door... 
But that confidence is really just lack of doubt. It's not that you have to kind of jump up and down and be this larger mm. in life character. It's just doing something without doubt. But it's interesting because I think it often gets sort of mixed up in terms of being introvert and extrovert, doesn't it? So very often somebody who's more extrovert, uh, who draws their resources, their strengths, their energy from other people, is often regarded as being more confident. Wouldn't you agree? Than somebody who's quieter and doesn't rely on other people quite as much uh, and draws more on their inner resources. So very often there's a bit of confusion there as well around what what's, uh, what defines confidence. Yeah, and that can get complicated too. Because um, And that's another good example is that you know some people who are extrovert do feel confident. Yeah. Some people who are extroverts put on this act of looking confident Absolutely. because internally they, they lack confidence. So yeah. this can happen. Whereas some people who are introvert, they're quite happy not going to social events and they just don't want to. Absolutely. Whereas other people, they do want to. But on the whole, I've tended to find that more introverts will come for mm. therapy because they feel a low self-confidence mm. rather than extroverts who come and saying, I want to be more confident. Absolutely. Sometimes the extroverts aren't so aware of this uh, confidence issue and there's an act. Yeah. But it tends to be, in my experience, that mm. more introverted people tend to experience more lack of self-confidence. Yeah, because it's get, it, it gets valued more in society, I think, um, being extrovert. But anyway, that's a whole other discussion. There's yeah. something around that. Yeah how it's being regarded so yeah so what what do we talk about when we talk about let's come back to to low self-esteem so what are the sort of typical characteristics of somebody who presents with uh, low self-esteem so very often they have this very critical inner voice that tells them oh i'm not good enough i can't do this well enough or other people don't like me as much so there's always this constant kind of nagging voice in the back of the head that tells them that uh, they're not doing well enough and they very often tend to, con you know, at the same time, somebody who struggles with low self-esteem would very frequently also ignore all the positive qualities that they have, things that they're actually good at, abilities, skills, etc., get played down. They get, again, sort of estimated as being lower than they actually are. Yeah, and actually that's, um, although we're talking about some of the characteristics, that does kind of bring to mind an exercise that's sometimes useful, which is, uh, you know, if you... If somebody feels they have low self-esteem, what can be really good is to go and ask a friend, family, or people that know them, what are some of the qualities you like about me? Because mm. if you ask them to write the qualities they like about themselves, often it's a blank piece of paper. Yeah. But then when suddenly they see these things coming from other people, it really helps them. Mm. Um, because another characteristic as well of low self-esteem is that uh, they'll often judge themselves to be inferior to other people. Mm. And again, getting this positive feedback helps them to realise that maybe that isn't totally the case. Mm. But that's the difficulty, I mean, we kind of, in terms of the kind of loop that, uh, that you get stuck in, because you think if you, if you do have low self-esteem, you do estimate that other people might think that you're not good enough at something, you kind of automatically assume that that's the assumption, that other people will look at you and think, well, you're not good enough at that. And you will look for evidence for that, so to speak. You'll find some evidence somehow. You'll find some interpretation that will actually feed into your belief system, right? It gets It's difficult to, to challenge it. And then you don't do it. You might not approach someone. You might not do things that you might want to do. Um, to test it out, to actually see that you can do it. And then because you don't try it out, you actually prove to yourself that you can't do it and you're stuck in this loop. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's that negative loop of where we talk to ourselves and we use negative words to describe themselves, such mm. as, well, maybe stupid, fat, ugly, or kind of unlovable, these mm. sort of words that are really quite hurtful, almost like we're bullying ourselves. Um, yeah. you know, that's quite a, a big thing. And not being able to actually take in um, a compliment, for example, or praise, that's frequently also a presentation of low self-esteem. So that somebody might tell you, oh, you've done this really well, and you don't believe it. You just think, oh, well, you're just saying that, but you don't actually believe it. You're not allowing yourself to take in the good stuff, the good feedback that you're getting from other people. Yeah, and, and when something does go well, often rather than think that they did it well, they just think, well, I was just lucky. Yes. Yeah, that was just a one-off. Yes. Even if it happens every day, but they don't wait. They won't take the credit for themselves. Yeah, and there's no sort of. It's because you have this somebody who's got low self-esteem. Have this because you have this sort of very harsh inner critic. Um, there's always this this expectation that well, I'm you know I have to, I've got to blame myself if something goes wrong, rather than finding another explanation. Yeah, rather than for example thinking that there might be some situations where you have no control over the outcome. It might not go as well as you think. Uh, it might be that there are, you know, there are other factors at play, but you automatically, if you do s struggle with your uh, with low self esteem, take it on, take on responsibility yourself. Yeah, and sometimes people with low self esteem as well, you know, if somebody does compliment them, they find it very difficult to actually believe it. See, I know people that you know sometimes you pay them a compliment, and then their immediate response is, "What do you want? You want something?" They <laughs> think that this compliment, rather than actually really complimenting them it's just someone trying to get something out of them because yeah. they believe that there's nothing about them really worth complimenting yeah absolutely so it affects all sorts of areas of your life if you struggle with low um, self-esteem it can create a lot of as you just said Tom negative feelings about other people generally yeah um, this assumption that other people are don't, don't like you anyway or don't think that you're a great person it can create Uh, therefore, also a lot of relationship problems because you really struggle to um, to tolerate any kind of you know you think that other people are unreasonable they're not really thinking the best of you yeah yeah and and with that swell because there's that internal belief that you can't be loved or you're not lovable mm -hmm. so um, or you might feel angry or kind of a person with low self esteem actually might be a bully um, and this goes into we're talking a bit more about causes but mm. you know frequently bullies they're not the people that are really confident they're the people that feel really bad about themselves and the only way that they can make themselves feel better is by putting someone else down mm. so that's sometimes where bullying comes from yeah. because we, there's constantly those negative feelings which could be shame it could be guilt it could be anger anxiety depression sadness These, these tend to go hand in hand with low self-esteem. Yeah, also interestingly enough, there is a correlation between um, low self-esteem and perfectionism. Because very frequently, um, somebody who's got a very low self-esteem, they push themselves extra hard, so to speak, to kind of prove that they can do something well. They become an, an overachiever to sort of make up, so to speak, for the perceived lack of ability. Yeah, and the problem with that is that there is no perfect. No. So they're essentially another self-fulfilling prophecy, which is it doesn't matter how hard you try, it's never going to be perfect because what is perfect? You know, it's like mm. the definition of perfect is, is unattainable for most things, if not everything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and sadly, also another um, side effect, so to speak, of low self-esteem is very often that there's low resilience. We talked about resilience previously in, in an earlier podcast, 
the capacity to kind of withstand difficulties and challenges in life. If you have very low self-esteem, then generally speaking, you might struggle more with, with, with kind of dealing with these life events, anything that is perceived as challenging, because you think, oh, well, it's all a bit hopeless anyway. Why should I even try? Yeah, it's this kind of, this position of being in a, well, partly also sort of in a victim role, so... Yeah, and, and also hand in hand with that as well is that um, with that sort of low self-esteem, when you're thinking you're not good enough, you're not attractive enough, people won't love you, you may stop looking after yourself. So you might neglect yourself, eating too much, you might be drinking too much alcohol, really just kind of, you know, not looking after yourself at all. Um, and in terms of, you know, even self-harming behaviours, which sometimes go hand in hand with mm. uh, low self-esteem and anxiety that comes from that, um, because basically, you know, these, it's, it's trying to kind of escape from that. So it's mm. that escapism, which also, mm. you know, we might see with eating disorders, drug abuse, even suicide, that ultimate way to try and avoid the kind of anxiety that goes hand in hand with it. Mm. Okay, so, well, we've talked a bit about sort of how, how it kind of manifests, um, so low self-esteem. Let's look a little bit at the causes. So what are the causes here? Why is anyone having low self-esteem? Well, I mean, there might be a number of factors here. There might be uh, separate factors. They might all interact. So, I mean, the obvious starting point is always um, childhood and experiences in childhood, messaging from the parents, for example. So if your parents repeatedly tell you that uh, you can't do things well, that uh, you might not be very lovable as a person, and they might not say that directly, parents, but it might be expressed in all sorts of ways, indirectly. But if the child experiences themselves as not being lovable or not being good enough, uh, not being receiving enough praise, for example, that would most definitely uh, contribute to, to um, low self-esteem later on in life. Yeah, and, and not just the messages, but also if your parents tend to row a lot or kind of argue yeah. a lot or kind of we're constantly breaking up or things like that, the child may start to internalise blame for these things. And again, think yeah. it's something to do with them not being lovable. So mm-hmm. it's not just the messages that are given through words, but also in terms of looking at the behaviours, looking at what happened, the mm-hmm. feelings you experienced. Yeah, yeah. but we can't... We can't only always blame our parents so to speak i mean another really important area of life that's hugely influential is school and i can't tell you the number of times i'm working with clients who have had really uh uh, horrible experiences at school being bullied for example or having very um, authoritarian teachers who put them down all the time tell them that they're not good enough um, or not achieving um, the marks, the grades that everyone wants them to achieve. So that's, that can be hugely um, de- debilitating for a child as well. So school can be an area of experience in life which is very influential as well yeah, in terms of building esteem. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, in terms of bullying. So it's, and and bullying is like a self-perpetuating cycle as well. So the bully tends to have low self-esteem. They might bully somebody. Yeah. So it makes them feel more powerful. It makes them feel better about themselves because they think well, actually, you know, maybe I can be better than somebody else. Mm. The person being bullied feels bad about themselves and may at later points in their life either feel really bad about themselves or could even try to get into a position in power themselves to prevent themselves being bullied, mm. where essentially they're bullying somebody else themselves. So it can yeah. become a, a self-fulfilling cycle as well. Yeah, and sort of building on that, of course, that sort of similar kind of pattern can also play out in subsequent adult relationships where... Um, you might be uh, somebody with low self-esteem might have been in a relationship with a partner who uh, constantly puts them down an abusive relation emotionally abusive relationship where 
you know, where you're constantly being told you're not good enough, I don't love you enough, you're too, you know, you're too this, you're too that, that kind of experience. Yeah, absolutely. So any sort of abusive relationship, you might have had, uh, you might have felt you had better self-esteem before, but suddenly you're in a relationship or something happens with your job, you lose your job, you lose your money, some very traumatic life experiences causes you to reevaluate yourself and you start to have a feeling of low self-esteem, you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, and also another contributing factor in terms of a cause of low self-esteem might be a a medical condition, a physiological medical condition, or also a mental health condition. Um, So that, for example, anxiety, depression, or also chronic pain or disability that you have, that can also uh, contribute to you uh, experience yourself as being not not good enough, so to speak. Yeah, I've I've, uh, experienced this with some people who... um have suffered from Alzheimer's, dementia, even Parkinson's, whereas previously they were very strong, very capable people. Mm. And suddenly when they see themselves kind of losing or experience this loss of part of themselves, they totally change. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so maybe we should look at what what can be done here. How do we address this? Yeah, because it's obviously challenging, the whole experience of having very low self-esteem. So what are some of the... What can you do? How can you kind of start to rethink differently about yourself? Yeah, and this also ties in with confidence. Because when earlier Mm -hmm. I talked about how, to me anyway, I see confidence as the lack of doubt. Yeah. So very much this doubt comes in through our interactions and through this sort of self-esteem that's built. So Mm -hmm. one of the first things we can do is it starts to listen to how we talk to ourselves. And this is challenging because we might have had a lifetime of talking Mm -hmm. to ourselves in a negative way. And this is where some treatments or some kind of therapeutic styles and modalities like cognitive behavioural therapy or acceptance and commitment therapy. Some of these things look at how you talk to yourself. But Mm. above all, it's looking at, you know, trying to talk to yourself more positively. So think, when you're talking to yourself, would you talk to your best friend like that? And would you say to your best friend, no one's ever going to love you, you're useless... I mean, certainly hope not, otherwise they're not going to be a good (laughs) friend for that long. Um, But, you know, just talk to yourself like you would to a good friend, to be understanding, be like a nurturing parent would be, that nurturing parent that maybe you didn't have. Mm. And also just sort of every time you kind of, you think very critically about yourself, just maybe take pause, sort of really take the time to pause yourself when you notice, it's partly also about self-awareness. So when you notice that you tell yourself, I can't do this or I'm not good enough, uh, actually say, literally say to yourself, stop, pause here, yeah? And then look for some evidence. Is there really enough evidence here that would uh, off- that would kind of offer enough, um, what's the word, that would offer- is there enough evidence for the statement that you just made about yourself? Is there enough evidence that you can't do what you think you, you can't do? Um, what are- where is the evidence? And when you actually sit down and think about it, very often there is no evidence. There's nothing that tells you that uh, that this negative opinion of yourself is valid. No, and, and that comes back to that little exercise I mentioned earlier, which is you know, if you're constantly criticising yourself and never recognise your own qualities or constantly comparing yourself to other people in a negative way, ask a friend, ask people you know, what are the things that you think are good qualities about me? Yeah. And actually get that external feedback from them and start to listen to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of the activities that is frequently used in cognitive behaviour therapy is called a thought record sheet, and you might want to just Google it and look it up. 
it's really kind of where you write down, write down in the first column a situation where you notice that you're very talking very negatively to yourself and you feel that you've got low self-esteem. Then look at the feelings that are associated with that. Look at um, uh, look at the behaviours, the subsequent behaviours that you might not be doing certain things as a result of that. You might avoid doing something. Look for some evidence in support of your theory, which is uh, telling you that, oh, this is the evidence that I can't do this, that I'm not good enough, etc. And then look at the counter evidence. Is there some other evidence that I can gather here that tells me that actually my presupposition here is not true? Yeah? And then see whether maybe you have slightly challenged uh, or transformed this very negative way of looking at yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and try to kind of think more about living in the moment, which is easier said than done. But there's uh, tools and techniques like mindfulness, so a type of meditation, which tries to get you to experience living in the moment. So it's trying to concentrate on being here and now. So sometimes, again, when we're thinking about bad things about us, it's ourselves, it's because we're remembering things from the past. But the past has gone. It's about trying to focus on the only thing we can experience is the current time that we're in. So right now. Mm. And remember, you know, the past does not create your future. So it's time to realise, you know, past does not equal your future. Your future starts from this very moment and just trying to find this moment now to move forwards from. Good. And another thing that uh, that people with self lo- uh, low self-esteem often do is that they constantly compare themselves to other people. Oh, this person seems to be doing this so much better, or that person is much better at doing this or that. Now, just remember that everyone does things differently, so no one is exactly like you, and there is no point in um, in kind of thinking that you must do it like, like another person. Um, so just... Um, just accept that you are who you are, you might do things in a particular way, and your friend over there or the person who you admire does it separate, does it differently. But so what? It doesn't mean that they do it better. Yeah, and another thing that's really useful to do is schedule in fun time in your week. So maybe in your day, so it could be just something little, it could be even going for a nice walk in somewhere that you like, or uh, doing an activity regularly that you enjoy, a hobby, an interest, like exercise. So exercise as well is is not just something that if you enjoy it, well, if you don't enjoy it, call it something different, call it an activity or go dancing. Um, But exercise and any activity can be great to help you feel better about yourself. It can help to change the way your body is kind of generating oxygen, help oxygen flow more easily around your system. It you know can help release endorphins in your body, those sort of natural feel-good hormones and that would help you to feel better. Mm. Um, assertiveness also kind of ties in a little bit to um, to uh, self-esteem. So it's really helpful also to, to experiment a little bit with being more assertive and actually checking out that if you say to someone else what you really think or feel, um, to really express your own opinion, your own experiences to the other person, see how they respond to it. If you do it in a very, in a very direct but gentle manner, See how that lands on the other side. And this is particularly important uh, in relationships. We talked about low self-esteem in relationships. Um, so check this out with your partner and see that actually you can be assertive and that doesn't mean that the relationship will end. Yeah? And the same is true in any other, in any other contexts as well. It will um, feed into your self-esteem if you notice that other people are actually paying attention to what you've got to say about life 
Yeah, that you can reassert your own position in life. And it can be really helpful as well as well, to remember that with changing something like your self-esteem confidence in order to improve it, it takes time and practice daily because you've been talking to yourself in certain ways for years and years. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be 20, even 30 years. So it's not going to change overnight. But if you consistently practice, you can begin to change it. It takes practice. Mm-hmm. And it may be that you want to seek out help. So maybe kind of talking to friends or go to a therapist a counselor Mm. uh, find somebody that can help you read personal development books or kind of Mm. watch videos on youtube Um, i think there's always no substitute for having one-to-one help though you know actually going speaking to a therapist one-to-one a good therapist can really make the difference absolutely i mean ultimately um, what you want to aim for is to be kinder to yourself to develop a gentler voice inner voice so to speak Um, so that you can reassure yourself that you're a good person, you're an interesting person, you're a person that other people want to spend time with. So it's kind of uh, to to develop a voice which is is not so self-critical. That's really the big challenge that that we usually work on when we're working with somebody uh, in a therapeutic setting, is to to develop a, a gentler voice for yourself, um, to kind of, as Tom said earlier on, to kind of consider how would I want to, if I talk to a friend like this, can I also do the same for myself? Yeah, yeah and that you might be that you want to learn certain skills like being more assertive. So there could be assertiveness courses you go on or find some assertiveness training online. Uh, because being assertive is just saying what it, it's kind of appropriate for in terms of your boundaries, what you feel is appropriate, what isn't, and expressing that in a confident but not aggressive way. And that's a really powerful skill to have, which can be really useful to help you build up your confidence and self-esteem. Yeah, and uh, I mean, one of the techniques that is, uh, we've kind of touched on that already, um, one of the the approaches that often is used with low self-esteem, low um, self-confidence is cognitive behavioural therapy, where you can look at the connection between your thoughts, uh, your feelings, your physiological responses and your behaviour, and kind of look at these different qualities. So what's what's going on? What kind of thoughts do you have when you have low self-esteem? What kind of associated feelings do you have? What kind of physiological responses might you have? For example, a beating heart rate. Yeah, if you if you're going out to talk to and want to talk to other people, and what kind of behaviour? And very often the behaviour with uh, low self-esteem is uh, to do with avoidance. So if some if a situation is threatening to you, you might avoid actually going into it in the first place, which would then feed into your thoughts of, oh, nobody wants to spend time with me, and you start to feel sad. So if we look at this kind of cycle of thoughts, feelings, physiology, so that's your your body responses, your bodily responses, and behavior, where can you break this cycle? Yeah, absolutely. And actually moving kind of slightly to a different level with that as well. It's, it's also about accepting it. It's that, you know, that lots of people feel nervous in situations. Lots of people have negative thoughts about themselves, but avoiding the situation will make it worse. It's about acknowledging, you know, actually, I may feel nervous. I may feel kind of bad about myself in the situation, but just doing it anyway, because avoiding it increases mm. the, the the kind of loudness of these thoughts yeah. going and doing this over time it can help you to break through that pattern yeah and it can be done in small steps so yeah. um you know as tom said earlier on so obviously if you've struggled with low self-esteem low confidence this is something that usually has gone on for quite some time and might require some small steps but step by step it can be built yeah 
Absolutely. So I think we've uh, spoken quite a lot today. So uh, let's finish this uh, podcast off for the day. Unless there's anything else you'd like to add. No, no, I think we've said what we needed to say. Excellent. Great. And if you'd like to find out more about how you can improve your relationships or find and create a more fulfilling relationship, please head over to therelationshipmaze.com. Uh, and also for this podcast, please share this podcast with anybody that might benefit from it. Make sure you subscribe. So click on that subscribe button uh, and tune into our next podcast. Yeah. And leave also another thing. Leave us a comment if you've enjoyed it in particular. We'd really love to hear from you. It'd be really nice to see a review that's been written. Yeah, please write a review. You can also email us. And we look forward to speaking with you next time. Take good care. Bye. Bye for now.